from the red and black, this is the front page. It's Monday, July 6th. On today's episode, we're breaking down UGA's virtual new student orientation. For most UGA students, attending orientation is their first step on campus as a college student, a night of summer camp away from home. It's their first taste of dining hall food, their first chance to take part in the University of Georgia's traditions. It's where orientees get to jump in the iconic North Campus Fountain, where they learn how to call the dogs, and where they make some of their first lasting memories in Athens. But due to COVID-19, this program had to move entirely online. We spoke to an orientation leader and an incoming freshman about their experiences and how they're different from usual. Every year, orientation leaders guide the process of new student orientation. They host check-in, write spoken word presentations, and lead a series of small group meetings over the course of two days. They're some of the first student leaders that incoming students will meet. But this year, everything is online. Freshmen watch videos, sit through virtual advising appointments, and attend a single hour-long meeting with their orientation group. I talked to John Rohrbach, a rising senior who is one of the 16 orientation leaders. This summer, he's leading the Fantastic Fours, and he told me about what happens in every orientation session. The virtual setting has definitely been a big obstacle for us for the, and for the new student orientation program this summer because being online really limits students' ability to connect with us as orientation leaders, but also limits our ability to connect with them and then their ability to connect with each other. I think that one of the biggest restrictions of Zoom is that one person can effectively talk at once. You can't really have more than one person speak at once. But um, we've been constantly you know, thinking of new ways to try and connect with them and build this connection still, and I think... We'll continue to have new ideas all summer long. For example, we keep coming up with new things like Kevin Nwogu, who is this year's Wild One. He started an idea of ending all of his calls with a dance party. So they, they dance all together. I think that it does sort of show how dedicated to these students that we all really are, even though we're in this setting. Because, you know, this is a learning process for us, and we, we didn't expect to be in this situation either. And so we're just going to try and make the situation easier. I definitely need to shout out my team because they've been a constant supply of ideas and support for me and for each other. And we really, I think we wouldn't be able to do this without each other. What does an average orientation group meeting look like for you? You know, I kind of speak on why I love UGA, why it's become a second home for me, and why we're going to be a bulldog for life and try and, you know, just sort of raise those positions to all these people. But obviously each orientation leader is going to say something a little different. So the skeleton, honestly, will only holistically apply to me, but... I usually give my four reasons why UGA is a second home to me, seeing as I'm the fantastic four. I like to try and work the, the number four back into my call as much as I can, just because it's funny and that's something we can all, you know, hopefully relate to. But mm-hmm. following the introduction, we kind of move into a section that's all about sort of the purpose of the small group, and we talk about why we're there, and then head into introductions where we go around the Zoom call and everyone gets a chance to sort of speak up. Like I said, like during those introductions, each student's going to answer about the five, the same five questions. And then I personally on my calls, again, I can't really speak for the other calls because I don't really know what happens in those calls because I'm not on them. But I try to extend a sort of unique sixth question to each student, try and add that extra flair and make it a little bit more personal for each person. Mm-hmm. But then following that, we use the rest of the call to talk about the Georgia way, which is sort of a set of values we want each new student to embody. There's nine of them. They're like inclusion, diversity, community, respect, and so on. But uh, 
And then we sort of used the rest of the time to focus on campus resources, extracurriculars, and then at the end, I usually give them as much time as they'd like to really just hit me with any questions that they'd like. And then I'll close with a, a picture. I try and take a screenshot of everybody so I can use that for my Instagram. And then really, just as fast as they all log on, they all exit real quick. <laughs> usually, being an orientation leader is extremely hands-on. They're available all summer, in person and in Athens. And they lead small groups and are around at all times to answer any orientee's question. While the orientation leaders are still there to support incoming students, the virtual platform makes it more difficult to impress UGA traditions and attitudes onto orientees. Becoming an orientation leader at UGA is also extremely competitive. 200 people applied this year, and only 16 people became OLs. I asked John about how he felt when orientation moved online. Uh, yeah, so honestly, I, yeah, of course, it was, it was very, very disappointing. I was very upset about it. I think that the in-person aspect of summer orientation would have been probably my favorite part, but I have to... I'm sort of, I describe myself as a glass half full type of person, and I impress that idea onto a lot of my orientees across the summer. I kind of tell them that, you know, you can look at this summer situation as a glass half empty or as a glass half full, and I try and promote the idea of glass half full, so immediately when we figured out we wouldn't be in person, I try, I, I'm just the type of person that starts to try and see silver linings in situations, and so at the end of the day, I still think that this will be an unforgettable experience, and I'll have gotten to be a part of a team that I'll be forever grateful to have been a part of. I also asked John how he discusses the national protest for racial justice in his session. Yeah, so the Georgia Way portion that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. is the part where we kind of, we use that to address all of all of these current events right now because we've actually talked about this quite a lot as an orientation team because we've been working really hard to ensure that we are reflecting that we are going to be accepting and supportive and welcoming to all people. And so we've been working really hard to make sure that that, that ideal is pushed across during these calls. Personally, I address the consistent social injustice on people of color like upfront, and I sort of couple it alongside the values of the Georgia way. Personally, I mention inclusion first. That's the first value I mention, and then immediately sort of take a side note and talk about and like sort of address personally all of the racial injustice and racial insensitivity that's going on because I think that it, it, it does more for me to bring it up first and show that we are working to support these people than to have somebody bring that question up to me. I just, yeah, I, I want to say like I do this so these students know that they will be heard, they will be supported, and they're going to find that community at UGA and I know that like the protests and riots can cause a ton of uncertainty, especially for someone about to come and join this brand new community that is a brand new college community. So I take the time in each of my small groups intentionally to define all of these values of the Georgia way and why we stand for them and try and impress the idea on these incoming students that these are values that they too are expected to exemplify. And then addressing diversity in current events is very important, I think, as well in the small groups because it is my goal to display the beautifully diverse campus here at UGA so that all incoming students of really any background can feel welcome. Our news assistant, Denali Lurch, also spoke with an incoming freshman who had just went through orientation. I spoke with Jordan Sosnowski about her experience in the one-hour orientation session. She said that parts of her sessions were, at times, awkward. Similar to John, Sosnowski's orientation leader had them introduce themselves and then spend a majority of the time talking about the Georgia way. 
doing the introductions, even though it was kind of like awkward, I guess, because we had to like ask or answer different questions and it, you had to like think of them and you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to share this, but whatever, you just have to do it. But I don't know, I liked how it wasn't super long, like it was only like an hour and it wasn't boring, which was nice. I also asked Subsnowski about how her orientation leader discussed the national protest for racial justice. We didn't, like, together in our orientation, we didn't really talk. We just talked about, like, diversity and stuff and how there were, like, protests going on and, like, all those things and how... So our orientation leader, she's Filipino, and so she was talking about how when she first moved to Georgia, she wasn't, like, expecting UGA to be as diverse as it was. And was there anything else that you would have liked to see just in the orientation experience or from the orientation leader? I mean, considering, like, our circumstances, I don't think they could have done anything more than they already did, and I think that they handled the whole situation very well, because it is extremely weird to have to do an orientation over a video chat. Like, it's not normal, and I don't think a lot of people know how to handle that situation, so I think UGA did it pretty well, and I think they handled it the best way that they knew how and that they could. Is there anything else that you'd just like to say about the whole orientation experience or anything you'd like to discuss about it? Well, I liked how our orientation leaders, they kind of, they gave us, so we all have like a group me for like our little orientation group. So I like how it wasn't just like the orientation and that's it. We're like not going to talk to each other ever. So I liked how, and like she gave us um, her Instagram and stuff. And so we can still connect her and talk to her and, like, ask questions whenever we want. So I think that's nice that they are giving us that option. And it's not just the one-time, one-hour Zoom call that was, like, our orientation. And that was The Front Page. The Front Page is a production of the Red and Black Publishing Company. This episode was co-produced by Denali Lurch, Sherry Liang, and Kira Posey. The front page is sponsored by the Cox Institute for Journalism Innovation, Management, and Leadership. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.